will be reading from uh, Psalm section 139, but I'm reading from a different version of the Bible. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I stand up or sit down. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. Lord, the word of the Lord. My goodness, there is so much going on in worship today that I just need to apologize. I forgot to wish a happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. I was thinking about the kids and the scholarship and the SSP and happy Father's Day. My goodness, I, I, I apologize. I, I looked at the front of the cover and I was like, the bulletin, I was like, Father's Day, oh my gosh. <sighs> I will get to see my father later today. Uh, I wanted to share with you all today because many people have asked about uh, something that I did, uh, but let me say this is not a sermon about my experience on the Camino de Santiago uh, so much as it is a sermon about the pilgrimage, the journey that we all share in our life together in faith. It feels... uh, Of course, my husband Mark was my companion on the Camino de Santiago, and uh, unfortunately one of our dogs became very ill last night, and so he is home keeping a good eye on her, uh, and so he he can't be here to to share about our Camino experience. Um, For those of you who have never heard of the Camino de Santiago, uh, it is an ancient pilgrim route in... um, in Spain, it was. Uh, it has been. Pe- uh, religious pilgrims, Christian pilgrims, have been taking this route for about a thousand years. Um, if w- this is this is the map of Spain, as you can see, all these little roads lead to that north uh, west corner. That red dot up there is Santiago. But there are all these different pilgrim routes that all lead to Santiago. And Mark and I did the shortest one you can do, uh, <laughs> mostly because of time. The one, if any of you saw the movie The Way uh, with Martin Sheen, he did the big one that goes from that, it's kind of, it's really hard to see on that map, but anyway, it's from yellow and it's from um, uh, France and it goes all the way across. It's 800 kilometers. Uh, that's the one that a lot of people are familiar with, but there are a lot of Camino routes. Uh, when, you, when you sign up to be a pilgrim, I, I see, I, you know, that, that uh, spiritual that we just sang, you know, guide my feet while I run this race. Let me assure you, this was not a race. Um, <laughs> um, we walked about 87 miles of the route. You need to walk 100 kilometers, uh, about 73 miles, to get what's called a Compostela, uh, a certificate of completion. And in the Roman Catholic world, 
uh, that used to get you the forgiveness of sins. And so pilgrims, for any number of reasons, would walk this pilgrim route uh, as a way of uh, seeking forgiveness. And so you have something, this is my pilgrim credential that you, sign, that you get when you sign up to be a pilgrim. And then all along the way, you get these stamps, as you can see my, my thing. So anywhere you stop along the journey, if you stop into a church, if you stop into a coffee shop, if you stop into a hotel at the end of the day or wherever you stay, you get a, a, a what they call a cello, a stamp. Uh, and you have to get a certain number per day. And when you get to Santiago, they check your stamps to make sure that you did the 100 kilometers and they give you a certificate of completion. So I have that. Um, the symbol for the Camino is the shell. And all pilgrims walk with a shell like this on their backpack. This one was on my backpack. Not all pilgrims... Um, this has been going on for centuries. And you can imagine that today modern pilgrims um, have a whole lot more stuff than ancient pilgrims had. We, of course, have the ergonomically designed backpacks and excellent hiking shoes. I kept thinking of ancient pilgrims walking in, you know, uh, leather sandals or booties or something. Um, and, uh, but you carry with you part of the, the spirituality of the pilgrim, pilgrimage is you just carry what you need. Uh, in our case, that turned out to be a whole lot. It turned out to be about 17 pounds. Um, <laughs> I will let you know. So uh, what we're looking at here is all along the journey, if you would go back one, I think, uh, that is a, the symbol of the Camino. And literally probably every, I don't know, a half a kilometer or something, not very far, every third of a mile or something, there would be one of those that would direct you. And what you can't see is that little number under the yellow arrow tells you how many kilometers it is to Santiago. Uh, and so hopefully that number is always going down. Uh, <laughs> at one point it didn't, and we nearly had a heart attack. We think the marker was mis mislabeled, and suddenly we had 30 more kilometers than we thought. But anyway, uh, so all along the journey, you look for these markers or for the yellow arrow like that to point you in the right direction. Uh, and uh, we'll just go through these slides so you can get a feel for it. As we, I, This is really not a travel. That's my backpack. Uh, and Mark's backpack and our shells, so you can see that. We'll carry on. These are one of the many churches that we stopped in along the way to get our cellos. Uh, just some views along the way. Oh, there's me with one of, one of, the, one of my fellow pilgrims. Uh, yes. And, of course, I represented the Dodgers while I was there. Uh, it's just some of the beautiful scenery we saw. There we are. Walking, walking, walking through the countryside. There's my backpack shadow and Mark's feet. There's Mark. Oh, wait, hold back, back up. Let me see, can, can we play this video? Let's see if it works, I don't know. Because you can hear the birds and the sound. Let's see, does it work? Is that any possibility, Annie? Oh, well. No sound. Well, trust me, it's really beautiful. Uh, <laughs> um... Do, 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 do. There we are, walking. Okay. Anyway, you get a sense of uh, the, the countryside that we were walking through. I want to keep going here. Oh, oh, we've got some sound. Okay, now listen for the birds.
see, that was worth it, right? You could kind of, <laughs> so you could kind of hear it, and of course you could hear the thump, thump, thump of both of our feet, but uh, anyway, this is our lovely territory that we traveled through. Oh, there's me. Lots of animals we saw along the way. More signs. More loveliness, more signs. <laughs> when you needed encouragement. <laughs> this, was, this was a lovely moment along our journey. I said that this, this was the very last morning when we were heading to Santiago, the last day. We had only 12 kilometers to walk that day, which felt just blissful. And we got, for the very first time, got lost. We missed, we missed one of those markers and were heading in the wrong direction. And this lovely man, we were, he was across a busy highway from us saw that there were pilgrims, you can tell, they have a shell on their backpack, and they were heading in the wrong direction. And he got off his bike and he ran across this busy highway, (laughs) and he starts telling us in Spanish, and we're showing him our map, and he's like, no, 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 you're off, you're off. And and then he, he guided us back across the busy highway, like, you know, like a mother hen, like stopping traffic, so we could get back across the highway, and then he walked his bike and got us back up on the route. Uh, and he was just, just a little angel that just kind of came out of nowhere, and he then left, and he was on his way once we were back on our route. And there's Santiago Cathedral um, by day and by night. <laughs> um, so that, that was, uh, just gives you a little sense of what the Camino is like, the Camino, just the way, the way of, of St. James. St. James is... Um, it's St. James, not the brother of Jesus, but St. James, the, the son of Zebedee and John. It is believed that he, uh, after the, the death of Jesus and into the birth of the early church, that he went to Spain and to the north coast of Spain and that his, his remains were found in that area, thus the pilgrimage to the cathedral of St. James. Um, my first time going on a pilgrimage was um, uh, about 10 or more years ago. I went to, um, to the community of Tizay in the south of France and to Assisi. Um, and it was the first time that I had traveled as a pilgrim. I have traveled a lot in my life. Um, I have, I have been very fortunate. I am the daughter of an airline pilot, so I traveled a lot and saw lots of places and have pictures with me in front of all kinds of uh, famous places. But when I switched to traveling as a pilgrim, it shifted my whole mindset because as a pilgrim, you're looking for different things. You're looking for where God is in the midst of your journey. You're, you're noticing things with a new set of eyes. And so uh, in that pilgrimage to Assisi, I I started to pay attention as we went into all these famous cathedrals or we went to these uh, religious sites, and I started noticing the devotion of other other travelers. I started paying attention to the candles. I started noticing the history of the place and and what that would have been like. And, And so to take this pilgrimage, an actual walking pilgrimage, uh, to Santiago was a another kind of a beautiful experience. Now, I have to, I have to confess to you, I, I had a lot of good intentions. So we spent 
uh, five days in Madrid uh, and in that area before continuing on to, to go to where we would begin our pilgrimage. And my daughter Nikki was with us uh, in Madrid, and then she got the heck out of there when we talked about walking 87 miles. So, <laughs> um, so she was flying home on the day that we were flying, or we were taking a bus from Madrid up to where we would begin our pilgrimage. And it turned out, so she had to, for the first time in her life, make her way to an airport and by herself in a foreign country, get on a plane. She was flying to London and then spending the night in London. Uh, and had like a long layover in London and then was continuing on to home. So that was a whole new thing for her and for us. And it turned out that her flight got delayed. She missed getting into London. She had to take, I don't know, you know, the underground at one o'clock in the morning and a taxi cab. And I did not sleep hardly at all the night before we began our pilgrimage. And I thought, being in my holiness of heart, that, that we would begin our pilgrimage at the first mile marker stone and I would stop to pray and to really reflect and to begin our journey well. As it was, I was so tired and grumpy and hadn't had enough caffeine that we got to that mile marker. I looked at it and we just set off. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was barely awake and I was tired and we had 22 miles ahead of us that day. We average 17.4 miles a day, so long days of walking. And yet I think that's also part of the spiritual journey, is that sometimes we're not in our right place. You know, we've, life gets in the way. We are not always our just sweet spiritual selves. We get gumpy, we get distracted, we get tired, we lose focus. So I confess, I began my pilgrimage not in the right place, and it took me till about 10 o'clock that morning to start talking, um, <laughs> only because I was so tired, and I was just, I hadn't slept. And as we walked and started talking about our intentions for this pilgrimage, what it was that we wanted to, to, uh, to think about together uh, as just a couple, or what this pilgrimage would mean for us, And then we started, of course, individually. We had been praying about our pilgrimage for months leading up to it. They say that any pilgrimage begins the moment you begin to, you you take the first step to order the plane ticket or to walk out your front door. Your your journey has begun. I think this idea of walking this Camino or any Camino. There are all kinds of sacred journeys that we take, and and one of them might be right outside of the front doors of this church. These sacred journeys are a long biblical tradition. I mean, what does Abraham do but from the very first moment is sent out? He is sent out away from his country. What does Moses do? Moses is also sent out and to, to be on a pilgrimage in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus goes on a pilgrimage to the wilderness. There are, there are pilgrimages all over the scripture, times where people are set out on a spiritual journey, a time of, of intense noticing and seeking God in the midst of our lives. And of course, this Camino or any Camino pilgrimage is a metaphor for the way that we all live our lives. We think about what we carry with us on our spiritual journeys. There are things that 
go better in our bags than others. I followed all kinds of chat rooms figuring out what do you pack to take on this Camino. And then I packed more than I needed. But I think about our own spiritual journeys. What is it that we need to take with us? What is it that we need to travel well? And what is it that we need to leave behind? So much of any journey is figuring out both the essentials of packing and the essentials of unpacking, leaving resentments and angers and fears, leave those things behind, pack with you a sense of trust and faith in the goodness of other people. Certainly part of of this pilgrimage and all of our pilgrimage is learning to trust the community, learning to trust that other pilgrims are with us on the journey. Others have gone before us and will go after us and will walk with us. And so we share our journey with other people. Here at Riviera, we share this journey with those that are sitting in the pews next to us, with those who can't be with us, with those who pray with us in times of of struggle and those who, who hold our faith for us when we can't seem to find it for ourselves. As we think about what it means to to walk this journey of faith together, I want us to be invited to think about what it is that we're carrying with us on our journey. Are we intentional about our practices? Are we intentional about our training so that we can walk this journey well? And, you know, Mark, Mark and I did many walks and hikes and stuff leading up to this this pilgrimage, and then of course, but we had not ever done 17 miles as a part of our training, and certainly not with 17 pounds on our back. Every time I talk about it, I have to point to my back. Um, But we all carry stuff with us, and we train for what it is that we will bring with us. Will we bring with us our love of God? Will we hold in our hearts our love for other people? In the Benedictine tradition, they remind us that our journey is to run with an expanding heart, with a heart that remains open to God's grace in the people around us, to God's grace in the world around us, to God's grace in our fellow pilgrims, to be an expanding heart. We live in a world that teaches us to close our hearts to guard our hearts, to hold everything in. But our spiritual journey is one that opens us, that invites us to look for God in one another, to listen for God in the sounds of the birds and the sounds of our footsteps, to know that we don't ever walk this journey alone. We walk it in the companionship of one another and in the companionship of the Holy Spirit who goes with us. I want to invite all of us to be thinking about our own pilgrim journey. Whether you ever choose to walk the Camino de Santiago or the border, the beach path right here uh, along our shore, what is it that God is inviting you to see? What is God inviting you to notice on your journey? Where do you need to open that expanding heart? Where do you need to 
allow the fullness of God's grace to sink into you? What things do you need to let go of, to unpack from your backpack, in order to walk this journey with the lightness of step? Are there some resentments or some angers or some fears that need to be set aside in order to lighten your load? And what things do you need to to make sure that you carry with you always? A sense of God's grace, God's scripture, God's words on our hearts. A sense of trust in the goodness of one another. An openness to the compassion of strangers. A recognition of our need, even for strangers. This is a journey we all share. It's not really so much about the Camino de Santiago or any other Camino, but the common journey that we all share. A journey of living into God's grace, of noticing God's presence in our lives and in one another. A journey of assessing our needs, letting go of things that get in our own way. A journey of cherishing the companions that walk with us and the strangers we will meet along the way. We are all pilgrims, my friends. We are on the journey seeking God together, seeking to be open to where God will lead us in our individual lives and the life of this congregation, and in, indeed, our movement as a United Methodist people. God will guide us on this journey, I have no doubt. There are signs and markers along the way. So let us open ourselves to the journey and be at peace knowing that God walks with us. Let us pray. God, we thank you that you call us to a journey of faith and discipleship. You guide our feet as we walk this race. You hold us steady to the path. God, show us where you would have us to go. If there are things that we need to let go of, help us, God, to do some unpacking. If there are things that we need to to bring with us, God, show us those as well. Provide us companions for the journey, rest for when we are weary, and help us, God, to arrive to your grace and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.